Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 39 of Secrets of Shadowloo. We're in the Shadowloo Warriors section, uh, going through a long list of street fighters and other combatants who work for Shadowloo. And right now we're in the midst of one of Shadowloo's elite beta teams called Dragon Rising. As a beta team, Dragon Rising is supposed to be special, right? They're supposed to be elite. According to the introduction, they are all bosses, which is the, the technical Shadowloo term for someone who, you know, commands henchmen in some kind of street level organization. One of these street fighters certainly is special. We talked yesterday about Callista, who is like a mystery wrapped in an enigma covered by a phantom of the opera mask. But the character we talked about before her, Quaso, is just nobody. He's just a kung fu guy. Sometimes you do wonder with Shadaloo's choices, why does Shadaloo pick certain boring people to elevate in the organization and, and really focus their efforts on? And I have a theory about that which I will explain by discussing today's member of Dragon Rising, Drake. Now, first of all, to address the most obvious notable thing about Drake, he's colored extremely pale on this page. Uh, I'll put him on Instagram. He wears like studded gauntlets. He has a black mohawk. He's got some piercings, bare-chested, red pants, super, super pale. I don't know why. Is he a vampire? Is he a mole man? No one can say. Based on Callista yesterday, it's very possible Drake is a mole man, and this book just did not see fit to mention it in his profile. But anyway, he's very pale, and I have no idea why. But that's about the only surprise that you're getting outside of his profile. His character sheet is basically the most generic Street Fighter. Physical attributes, four down the line. Very good, but not exceptional at everything equally. He practices Shotokan Karate, which is the same style as Ken and Ryu, which is certainly meant to be rare in the world, but from our perspective as Street Fighter fans presumably. It's the generic choice. Ryu and Ken are like the basic characters that you play in Street Fighter. So Shotokan Karate is kind of like the generic, in a sense, archetypal, maybe, Street Fighter martial art. He's skilled in the typical skills you would expect for a combatant, um, alertness. He's familiar with street fighting arenas. He can blind fight. He's intimidating. And then he's got a little bit of security and a fair bit of streetwise because he's in Shadowloo and he has a mohawk after all. I mean, in 1994, anyone with a mohawk, clearly a bad dude from the streets. And as for his moves, he's got the Dragon Punch, the Hurricane Kick, the prerequisites for those moves, the basic throw and jump that you get in the video game. Uh, he's also got the Double Dread Kick, which is like the only difference in his moveset between him and, once again, Ryu and Ken. Nothing really standing out on the character sheet. They try to build a little bit of drama in his profile, but listen to this. See if you think it's successful. Quote, It is rumored that Goken is not the only master of Shotokan Karate. If that is true, it might help to explain the existence of Drake and other fighters like him. Drake is well on his way toward mastering Shotokan Karate, and has obviously had a good teacher, as good a teacher as Ken and Ryu had. With a little more experience, Drake may well rival Ken and Ryu's level of mastery. So, a little bit of a sizzle on the stake there at the beginning. Where did he learn Shotokan Karate? Supposedly, Ken and Ryu's sensei is the only known master of Shotokan Karate. Where else could he have learned it? But really what they're saying is he's a mini Ryu or Ken, right? He's like, if they're level 20, he's like level 5. Same thing, not as cool. Quote, Drake appeared on the fighting circuit from out of nowhere three years ago. Always unconventional, what they mean is that he has a mohawk. Drake maintained a solo career until last year, 
when he finally joined one of Shadaloo's teams. No one knows why he joined Shadaloo, and Drake refuses to comment on his decision. So he was a street fighter for a long time, and then he finally joined a Shadaloo team. People don't know why. Now, this is where Drake's profile tips over into the same kind of shit that we got with Callista last time. It's mainly about what was done to him, not about Drake himself. Quote, In truth, Drake is Ken's cousin. He learned most of what he knew from Ken himself. Drake had originally intended to enter the Street Fighter circuit and work his way up like Ken did. However, since his fiancé is now on a permanent vacation in Riganka, Drake has little choice and must now do Shadaloo's bidding. So, gasp, plot twist. Drake is not just some Mohawk guy who happens to be a little shitty version of Ryu and Ken. He's Ken's younger cousin. That's why he's a little shitty version of Ken. Ken taught him Shotokan Karate so that he could go be a street fighter. Then, Shadaloo, I guess, kidnapped his fiance, and now he has to work for them. The entry goes on to give some tips for playing Drake, and what it amounts to is he's self-destructive and angry because he thinks that there's no hope for his situation. Shadaloo has his fiance. He has to do whatever they say. He's getting a real bad attitude, and he's taking dangerous risks. But that's all about the situation he's in, right? This is the fateful head squashing of Callista all over again. It's shit that somebody did to him, not a real personality. Pre-kidnapped fiancé, he's just a dude. A dude with a mohawk, but a mohawk is not a personality, contrary to the opinion of some mohawk havers. Why is it that Shadaloo bothered to pick up this middle-of-the-road kind of nobody of a street fighter? You may say, well, he's kind of unusual in that he's this street kind of guy, but he knows Shotokan Karate. Not so. Remember Derek Savage from the opening? He too is a dude from the streets with a Hollywood punk kind of look, a lot of anger issues, knows Shotokan Karate. Same, same. And if that doesn't convince you, may I direct your attention to the Street Fighter Player's Guide? There's a whole section in there about uh, running the Street Fighter circuit that includes a bunch of sample Street Fighters to use as opponents and NPCs and whatever. The very first Street Fighter in that section, a gentleman named Nick Fontana. See if this sounds familiar. Quote, Nick has spent the majority of his young life on the streets of Seattle. Quote, Nick naturally sought refuge with his friends, other kids who were neglected by their parents too. Quote, together they were wild and uninhibited, maybe a little too wild. He gets in trouble with the law, playing Nick Fontana. Quote, you're cocky and patient and don't give a damn about the outside world. Fortunately, this grungy child of the streets happened to meet, you guessed it, a master of Shotokan karate. Drake, Derek Savage, and Nick Fontana. It just depends what you think is cooler, a mohawk, a red bandana, or a backward baseball cap. Otherwise, they're very similar. I mean, Nick is only one rank lower than Drake, so why is Nick living it up in Seattle, playing in a grunge band and street fighting on the side, while Drake had his fucking fiancé kidnapped by Shadaloo agents to force him to join the organization, and I guess become a boss? Remember all these people are supposed to be bosses? Why would you put somebody in that kind of position who hates your guts and wants the organization to fail? But anyway, I think the answer is Ken, and I don't think it's because Ken is particularly a better teacher or anything like that. I mean, Drake doesn't even have Ken as a sensei background. He has him with the ally background, four dots, which, by the way, seems a little high for a cousin who's always busy and apparently hasn't checked in on you since you abruptly became a terrorist. Like, is that four dots worth of friendship? But yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with um, Ken's martial arts tutelage. I think it's that Shadaloo makes a point of picking up people who have any kind of tangential relationship to world warriors. I don't think they hired Drake because he's Ken's cousin and therefore has access to Ken's martial arts secrets. I think they hired Drake because he is Ken's cousin, full stop. I think this is just Shadaloo policy. It's like hostile nepotism. You know, if you defy Shadaloo, then they get all involved in your business and start trying to fucking recruit your cousins and ex-lovers and professional rivals just on a general policy of if we hate you, we want to employ people close to you. It's not a horrible idea. You never know when Ken's going to get hooked into 
uh, you know, raiding Riganka or assisting Chun-Li with some kind of Interpol operation to bring down a Shadowloo Street Fighter team. And it doesn't hurt to have his cousin be able to give him a call and, you know, lure him to a dark alleyway or maybe say, hey, I need your help moving. Can you blow off this uh, Interpol assignment? Remember that time I helped you move? And then naturally, I mean, Ken, what has he got? Honor 7, Honor 8? He's got to call Interpol and say, hey, I'm sorry. Nothing I can do about terrorism this weekend. I got to help my cousin move. He helped me move a queen-size mattress. Repaying this debt is my duty as a warrior. Interpol would understand. And meanwhile, in Bison, listening in on the phone call from his evil headquarters, is just laughing his head off because he outsmarted Ken through the bonds of family. Likewise, Callista, we talked yesterday about the fact that Callista has so much going on, so much that's never even touched on in her profile. Why? Because the Street Fighter world, as portrayed in this book, is ubiquitously batshit. Like, Callista isn't even the first random vengeful witch we've met in this book. Weird shit is everywhere, but not everybody has had their face sat upon by Zongief. That's why Shadaloo recruited Callista, and they probably approached her, and she was like, Yes, I shall add my power to your own. You will find that my mastery of the old ways gives me great power. Behold the icy winds of... And then the recruiter's like, Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we've got... That's fantastic, that's great. I hear you had a run-in with Zongief's thighs. Tell me about that. I think her place in the organization and like the fact that she's she's a boss. I mean, she's an elevated position in the Shadaloo pyramid that is purely because Shadaloo wants to employ somebody who Zongief, of all people, would feel bad for. Somebody who I think he would hesitate before doing a jumping sit on her head again. Like, haven't I done enough to this face? That's what that's what Callista brings to the organization. Along with all this other shit, but Shadaloo cares about the Zongief connection. We see this again and again. I mean, obviously, all Spanish ninjas are trained by Vega. So M. Bison has kind of a vested interest in, you know, having some people with some close relationships, maybe even intimate relationships with Vega throughout the organization on these different Street Fighter teams. But on top of that, um, I mentioned days ago, White Wolf's magazine Inophobia had an article about a Street Fighter Alpha team from Shadaloo. These are like the real elites, the people who are like just below the world warriors in power. In fact, one of them is actually the street fighting overlord mentioned in Siren's entry. So these are big shots in Shadaloo. One of them is this guy named Hu, H-U, who basically is like a good version of Sagat, who was trained by Sagat. And then when Sagat turned evil, Hu was like, let me go bring Sagat back to the path of light since I am his good counterpart. But then he fucked up and joined Shadaloo too. So now he's basically just Sagat. So the secret of Shadaloo on this page is that Shadaloo very actively, and when I say actively, I mean to the point of kidnapping their fiancés, actively recruits people who are personally connected to world warriors. The only question is why. Um, I think it's plausible of M. Bison that he's just like very ruthless and is looking for personal leverage over world warriors because, you know, they're big in the street fighting world, which he cares a lot about. And he's used to, you know, blackmailing and manipulating people. He's got that manipulation seven. So he's just kind of sowing the seeds. He's just kind of setting up situations where he might have leverage over them. It's also possible that just as a super fan, he thinks it's cool to bring like the relatives and acquaintances of world warriors on board. I think he probably had an interview with Callista at some point where she's like, why am I here? I'm just a boss. Like, why don't you return me to the Swedish ninja ranch or whatever the fuck I run? And and then Bison just kind of worked the conversation around to like, it pleases me that you share my disdain for the honorable world warriors and my desire for vengeance upon them. I too seek the downfall of the accursed Russian Zangief. You have faced him in battle. Tell me, is he nice? I ask because I hate kindness. I've heard that he's nice. Can you confirm that? 
how tall is he? You know, it's different in magazines. You can never quite... What is it like being next to him? In the interest of evil, what was his vibe like after the match? Did you guys talk? This truly might just be a way to meet people who've met world warriors and learn about them in a celebrity gossip kind of way. Keeping in mind that at this point in continuity, it's very possible Bison has not faced some of these world warriors in combat yet. Or, you know, another possibility, it may just be that Bison likes this kind of messy soap opera shit. He likes to stir it up. He likes to be employing somebody's relative. He likes to set up battles between old rivals, you know, open up old wounds, call back to dramatic encounters in their past, you know, bring up old shit. Or, and I think we should not discount this possibility, maybe his go-to move for controlling a social situation is making it so contentious and dramatic and uncomfortable and fraught that nobody has their balance to call him on his bullshit. Certainly the entire pyramid seems to rest on a foundation of distracting interpersonal strife, and he likes it that way. Any of these or all of these could be Bison's motivations. All I know is think twice before you fuck, marry, become a rival of, or discover you are related to a world warrior. If that shit happens to you, Shadaloo is going to come knocking at your door or your fiancé's door very soon. If you so much as sell a wheelbarrow full of fish to Blanca for dinner, Bison is going to want you in the organization. Even if you have a ton of baggage, like Callista last page, or you have a light tote at best of personal baggage, like Drake, the fucking nobody on this page. And if you need any more proof that it's who you know when it comes to Shadaloo hiring, join me next time as we wrap up the fighters of Dragon Rising with an unlikely Spanish ninja on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>